my worst enemy The flesh that's covering me Brings me down to my knees Welcome to Sermons in the Park a ministry exploring biblical truth from the Word of God, focusing on the truths that help us in our daily walk with Christ in every aspect of our lives. Now, here is your Reverend, Jamie McCaskill. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to an all-new Sermons in the Park. This is, as always, I am your Reverend, Jamie McCaskill. Now, before we get started, I want to take this time just to say thank you for joining me here. I know that this is another one of those... Uh, picture over the top of the audio and it's a special it's not our expository like we usually do <clears throat> but as you know there's been things going on um, in my life and in the world today there's the whole uaw strike is affecting not only ford and gm they're, 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 it's also affecting the little guys like us who work in factories that supply ford whereas those employees are looking to get a lot more money us that are working for about half of what they make are also being put out of work. I don't think that they're thinking about that, uh, uh, that side of it. But that's neither here nor there. That's not what we're here to talk about today. Uh, we're going to be doing our, uh, you know, us, we're going to be, you, you see the picture, so you already know what the subject of this one is. But before we get started, um, at the end of this particular video, uh, and podcast episode, you will, uh, there will be a special message, uh, from Robbie Heck. I ask that you stay to the very end to hear it. Um, his concert's coming up, not this Saturday, but next, or not today, because <laughs> I'm recording this on Saturday, but next Saturday. Um, so, uh, you guys should go check that out. I will possibly be there, depending on how things are going. Uh, I will be selling his t-shirts in the front. You'll be able to come meet me. Uh, so, yeah. Let's, before we get started, let's do like we do each and every week and bow our heads and thank our Heavenly Father for all the great and wonderful things that he's given us. The great and wonderful gift of life. And, you know, he, he gives us so much, guys. He gives us he gives us our mothers and our fathers and our children and our animals and the blue sky and the sun, the moon, the stars. That's all his things he's given us. So, Heavenly Father, we want to come to you again and just to say thank you. Thank you for all the wonderful gifts you've given us. The gift of love, the gift of peace, the gift of children, the blue sky above us, the sun, the moon, the stars. All these things are gifts from you to us. And we're undeserving of those things, Father. And... and we deserve far less than what you give us, but you see fit to give us this. You see fit to help us, to let us rise in the morning and have energy to go do our jobs. The gift to go, you give us so much. You give us your son, Jesus, who died so long ago so that we can have a close relationship with you. And we thank you, Father. We thank you in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. So, a subject that, uh, you know, if you're if you're watching this over on YouTube, BitChute, Rumble, or wherever you're watching this video, and you do not subscribe to the podcast, you miss out on so much. Because over here on the podcast, we cover some very interesting subjects, right? You, you never know from one day to the next what I might do. You know, uh, uh, 
And a lot of times I remind you of that, you know, uh, and like here, and you know, one thing that I constantly remind you of, even here on the videos and the podcast, you know, on the videos as well as over on the podcast, is that if the Bible, if something is important, as far as what the Bible gives us, you and I, we tend to look too much into things, because the, if the, if if it was important. The Bible would give us details. It would tell us who, what, where, when, why this happened, where that happened, things like that. And this subject today is no different from that. Because for hundreds of years, there everybody, you know, every biblical scholar, every Christian, every probably even the Jews, they all speculate as to what the mark of Cain was. You know, what did God put on him that warned other people not to kill him and as far as what the bible has to say on the mark all of that is found in chapter 4 of genesis and something that i feel we should all realize is the fact that god was willing to protect him in the verse you know in the verse before the mark is more important than what the mark is because when we look at verse 9 we see God ask Cain he asks Cain where is your brother Abel and after Cain responds what do we see we see God confront Cain he confronts Cain on the sin that Cain committed and the fact that this sin came with a mark take a look with me uh, Genesis chapter 4 we're going to look at verses 10 to 11, and then we're going to skip to verse 15. So Genesis chapter 4, verses 10 and 11 says, And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. And then in verse 15, we read, And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. Right? This should make all of us ask ourselves this. Why would God spare the life of the first murderer? When we think about the timing of it, God had not even given the commandment to not to murder anyone yet. That commandment did not come until Noah leaves the until Noah, sorry, leaves the ark after the flood. Look at Genesis chapter nine verse six. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. Now here's another reason. Here's another reason. And one that I think is more important. Listen, so pay attention here. Because if you don't learn anything else, pay, listen to this part here. Because the fact that Cain lived, Cain lives with this mark on him. This would be a warning to other men that God will judge sin. Think about it. If God killed Cain, 
Cain would most likely have been forgotten. And this lesson right here would have been lost. Take a look with me at Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 10. And so I saw the wicked buried who had come and gone from the place of the holy, and they were forgotten in the city where they had so done. This is also vanity. No. Instead, we see Cain cursed. Cain is made to walk the earth with no permanent home. You see, Cain, he had to wander. And why? Because he's a fugitive. And he has this mark. All of this is a living testament to everyone else not to commit the same mistake that Cain did. Let's read Genesis chapter 4, verses 13 to 15. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I be hid, and thou shalt be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth, and it shall come to pass that every one that findeth me shall slay me. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any find him should kill him. So, let's you and I take a moment and ask another question. What did Cain have to fear? Because let's, let's, let's think about this. If what, you know, there, there are some that believe, and, and I, I just yesterday watched a video uh, by a, another minister who, who believes that there was no other people on the earth at this time besides, you know, Cain, Ab, uh, Adam, and, and Eve, right? If that's true, why would Cain be afraid that someone would come along and take vengeance on him? So let's you and I take a step back and talk about that. Because, see, the Bible never tells us how old Cain and Abel were, you know, well, let me back up, not Cain and Abel. The Bible never tells us how old Adam and Eve were when their firstborn son, Cain, was born. We do know that Seth was born, uh, of course, after Abel died, right? And that we know that at that time, uh, Adam, and, Adam and Eve would have been, or at least Adam, would have been 130 years old, right? We also know that other patriarchs, people like Seth, uh, Enosh, you know, Canaan, all of, the, all of the ones up until Noah, we all know that they were at least 65 years old when they gave birth, when, when their firstborn son was born, right? So it would not be unlikely right it, it, it i let, let, let me say this it would be conservative okay 
to guess that Cain that Adam Adam would have been 65 years old when uh, Cain was born, right? So that would give Adam and Eve about 50 years, okay, to have uh, more children, you know, before Abel was murdered. If you look at the writings of Josephus, uh, especially one like mine, because mine has footnotes in it. If you have, if you could find one of those, what you're going to see is that there is an old tradition that says that Adam had at least 33 sons and 20 daughters. When you consider that number, and then you, uh, then, then you go, okay, well, they would have had children. So you go with that, you know, those kids, and then you add the fact that they would have had their own children, which would be grandchildren to Adam and Eve, and then great-grandchildren, and so on and so forth. Cain had every right to be concerned that someone's going to retaliate against him. So think about this. Why does God give that warning that we read in Genesis chapter 4, verse 15? And let's read that again. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. So why does God give that warning? I think it's quite simple once you consider everything. Because you see, if someone else killed Cain as punishment for him killing Abel, that would have been a contradiction of God's purpose in allowing Cain to live as a witness to to God's judgment. The right to punish anyone for a crime is reserved for God. So, So God saw fit to warn everybody else that they should not override his wisdom and his authority. So let's get back to the whole point in this video, uh, podcast episode. What is the mark? What exactly is it? You see, there are, (laughs) because of how long this has been going on, there's many, 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 many views on this one. There's many, 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 many different opinions as to what it is. Those views and opinions, they they are so far apart sometimes, they vary so greatly, right? Um, there are some that believe it's a special sign from God, like a horn. Uh, I remember going to Pentecostal church with my grandmother. Uh, they believed that it was a horn. Whether it was a small horn, a little short one, or a long one, or whatever type of ram's horns, whatever. Okay. Uh, throughout the research for what we're, for this for this episode, I saw where there are some that believe. It, it, I find it laughable. Some of these I find so laughable. This one is one of them that, that God gave uh, Cain leprosy. I saw where some believe this one. This one was uh, different. Uh, 
a very different one. Uh, some people, there are some people who believe that, that Abel was, uh, Abel had a guard dog and that God punished, God's punishment on Cain was that Abel's guard dog would follow Cain around. Um, I actually used to, in my teenage years, I played this, uh, role-playing game, uh, Vampire the Masquerade, and in it, uh, they believe that vampirism uh, was uh, was the mark of Cain. That God made uh, uh, Cain into a vampire. Uh, there are some that believe that there's this you know symbol or, or this alphabet, this letter from the alphabet that was put on him. Uh, Supernatural went that route. Uh, there's one of the beliefs that is involving the letter that uh, that it's a letter that's part of God's name, okay? Uh, something like a tattoo or something. Uh, speaking of tattoos, there is a belief that it was a tattoo. Um, some other less, you know, I, I read into that I'm not going to go into great detail on was where there are some that believe that uh, Cain was the first black man. I saw where it was... This one was weird, and I, I couldn't get too much into it. I uh, couldn't get much out of it other than the fact that they believe that his very name, Cain, became the mark. Uh, another one was that, and this one didn't make any sense to me either, considering God then later used it, but circumcision. Um, then there's the one that made me laugh. Um, a belief that Cain was turned into a giant. Right? Now, either way... You want to look at it. Whatever you may be, whatever you may believe on that. What we need to remember and bear in mind, like I always say, is that if something, if there, if, if it's, if there's something that we need to know more detail on, where a battle took place, where someone was buried, where someone was baptized, whatever, where you know, the Garden of Eden was. If it was important for you and I to know, the Bible would make it clear. And the Bible does not tell us what this mark was. We have no idea because the Bible does not give us detail on what this mark was. All we know is that the mark that God gave to Cain was something that everyone could identify and know that he was protected by God. It was something very obvious, right? So any guess as to what it is or what it was is just pure conjecture, right? So if anyone comes up to you and tells you, well, the mark of Cain was this, just remember it's that person's opinion. It's not biblical. There's no biblical evidence as to what the mark is. It is just someone's opinion, pure conjecture, pure speculation. That's it. So I hope I've answered some questions for you today. I hope that uh, you, you gathered a little something out of this one. Uh, please remember to stay tuned after... Uh, Joe, Joe Bacon closes us out and uh, listen to this little small section of song that I have there 
And then Robbie makes an announcement at the end. So I think I want to thank you all for joining me here. I pray the Lord continues to bless and keep you. I know this one's kind of short, especially for our usual Sundays. Um, but like I said, I, with all, everything going on right now, I just wanted to get something out for you guys. Uh, and it, it also lets me catch up on my expositories on Genesis. I'm actually running behind, believe it or not. Um, and I want to get caught up on those. So thank you all. May the Lord continue to bless and keep you. And I'll see you all soon. God bless you. And again, stay tuned to the end. I'll see you all soon. You have been listening to Sermons in the Park with Reverend Jamie McCaskill. Be sure to follow us on YouTube, BitChute, and Rumble. And as always, thank you for listening. There's home for the hopeless and all those who strain. Come sit at the table. Come taste the grace. There's a rest for the weary. A rest out indoors. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't cure. So lay down your burdens, lay down your shame. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. Ye shall find rest in, unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We'd love for you to come and join us uh, on September 23rd, 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll be at the Marathon Center for Performing Arms.